Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. We're back. We're back. It's weird. I had this moment just as I answered the call of Skype from Erica where I was thinking, wait, were we on hiatus or was Glee on hiatus? And I was suddenly very confused. But Glee was on hiatus, right? Yes, it was not us for once. Okay. It's just, it's been a bit, because I realized it's been a very lots of stuff month. Yeah, there's been a lot going on for both of us. Right. You more so than me, because you moved. I moved. Yes, everybody. No more crazy uh, tribal chanting neighbors. However, uh, there is a silver lining, as as I, you know, I've, I've been saying I, I moved from the Bronx and new apartment in, in Manhattan. Um, so on the first floor, I live on the fourth floor. On the first floor, somebody plays the piano and they play it beautifully. It's gorgeous, good piano playing. And even though my walls are thick, like, and we learned this when we tried to hang posters and have to like, and the nail only goes about a third of an inch in. Um, and I don't hear anything from my neighbors. Like I don't hear anything, but the piano travels and I can hear the piano right now. I don't know if you can. Can you? No, I, I can't at all though. Okay. It's very, I mean, it's, it's very quiet. If you're here, you might be able to hear it. But so I have, maybe I, I guess what I'm saying is I've classed things up here. Yes, you have. It's a very classy Glee Castle. Indeed. In addition uh, to, Nirner just got some new toys, so she might be a little active this episode. Okay. What, uh, in what, what kind of new toys? Um, well, see, I don't want to, like, traumatize her by trying to brush her teeth every week, which no. is what you're supposed to do. So I was like, all right, well, they make these toys that they're supposed to chew on that act like floss. Right. So... I noticed a few weeks ago, probably like a month ago at this point, that she had really bad breath. So I was looking at these chew toys, and they were like, oh, this will, if they chew on it, it'll help their breath and their teeth, dental health, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I was going back and forth between two. One is a little stick with some netting on it, and it looks like mint, and it smells minty. Hmm. And okay. the other one was a catnip-filled, like, furry purple spider. Mm, okay. It has like thin pieces of like plastic that act as floss. So at that time, I opted for the mint stick because I was like, well, her her breath will spell all minty. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> and she hates the stupid thing. She doesn't like she'll bat it around, but she won't actually chew on it. So <laughs> and this is the cat who doesn't like catnip either. Oh, she's straight edge. She is. And I've gotten, like, my friend, uh, my friend Candace's sister, Allison, I guess Allison's also a friend, we're crazy cat ladies together because she got two cats, like, just be like, one cat right before I got Myrner and then a second cat right when I got Myrner. So, like, when we see each other, that's what we talk about, like, as if there are Naturally. kids. Um, yeah. And she was saying that the one cat, um, wait, I'm trying to think of his name. It's, uh, oh, what the hell is this? Franklin. No, I mean, his name is Simon, but he has, like, a funny... Who's a famous person named Simon? Cowl? No. Like a musician. Chipmunk? No. Scar- Scar- and Garfunkel? No. Why can't uh, I... Is Rex? Um, All I could think of is Paul Simon, but that's not... I don't think that's it. it Unless he's Paul Simon Hemmerly, but he's not. He's, like... Simon, Simon something, I don't know, whatever. whatever. It's a good name, whatever it is. I don't remember. <laughs> um, 
he didn't like catnip, but the younger one did. And then she got the younger one, cosmic catnip, which is supposedly like the strongest catnip. And yeah. then he started to like it. So I went out and I bought her cosmic catnip and I still got nothing from her. I thought for a second she was getting into it and it turned out she just wanted the spider toy. So she was like, oh, so I mean, that was the, the end to the other story is that. So I went back and got the spider toy and she chews on that a little bit more. Okay. Um, I, she could be straight edge. It happens. But it makes me sad. I wanted like crazy... Yeah, you want to be able to drug her up. Catnip. Yeah, my, my guys get a little crazy with catnip, but not insanely so. But it's still fun to give yeah, them. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Of, yeah. The, uh, I got um, one of the, uh, my, my friend, our, our friend, you know, Lauren, uh, gave me a gift, a housewarming gift. It's like a glove that has like, it, the glove itself, all the fingers are different cat toys. Oh. So it's sort of like a Freddy Krueger for a crazy cat lady look. That's fun. It's indeed fun. We're still also in the midst of merging uh, to this is the Brady Bunch meetup where I have two cats, as does my boyfriend. Um, currently, they are sort of rotating rooms because we've tried a couple times to let them meet. And his cat keeps hissing at Joplin and then Joplin hisses back. And Joplin's very tiny and doesn't I don't like her hissing. Um, so we're still working on that. She's tough, though. She's like, I ain't having none of that. I know, but it's, it's at me. I'll hiss at you. It's weird. Like, she can barely, like, make a noise. She's so tiny. But, oh, one of Brandon's cats, just speaking about teeth, um, had all of her canines, all, or canines, inside, I don't know, whatever, the sharp teeth. I forgot that they all, they started falling out, and then they get to pull, whatever. So she has, like, no sharp teeth. Aww. And it's, I forget this until she meows and opens her mouth and looks like a little old lady. Oh, I know, it's great. I'm excited to get to meet them on yes. Saturday, as well as see your, see your apartment. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Um, um, and my internet is now working. So, which hence, hopefully I sound okay in the recording. Yes. So, um, yeah, so, so, yeah. What else is so in the hiatus? Um, that was mostly what I was doing was moving. Um, I also started another podcast, a, a different one, which is uh, me and Christine from uh, Paris Cinema. So it's all about movies. So if anyone's interested, you can find us at the Feminine Critique. We also have a Facebook page. Um, anything else new for me? No. What's new for you? Um. Not much. That's really it. Muner's Toys. Um, I, I'm getting my hair did fancy on Friday. I'm excited about it. What you doing fancy? Um, well, I started to be like, I think I want to cut my hair because I'm just bored with it. And then I was like, but I waited so long to get it to grow to the length it is, even though it's not like I want it longer than it is. But I don't think it's going to grow past this point. Because at this point, whenever I go to get a trim, it's she's basically just trimming the top because the bottom's not growing. Like just the right. t just my layers are growing out, but the bottom of my hair isn't actually getting any longer. Um, and I was like, I don't know, I, I think like I'd be jumping the gun. I think I'd be regret it. So I decided I'm going to dye my hair ombre. Ombre? Ombre, yes, like, as Tim Gunn would say. Now, I know what ombre means because I watch Project Runway. And ombre is like just layered sort of, right? Like That's a, where it fades from one color right. to another. Okay, so what is the color to the color? Is it like pink so to it, red? No, it'll be like my normal color uh, well, Rachel has it right now, basically, where her hair is kind of not to the extent that I want mine done. But speaking of Glee, Rachel, uh, oh, Michelle, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Where it's like it's gonna stay the color it is on top, and then fade like gradually to like a honey blonde on the bottom. Fascinating. Yes, you'll see it on Saturday. I look forward to seeing how this works out. Hopefully, it turns out well. I mean, I'm getting it professionally done. I'm not like doing it myself. Right. 
which I never do. I always dye my own hair. And my hairdresser actually is like, you're the, you're one of two clients that I'm okay with you dyeing your own hair because you know how to do it. And you <laughs> that get is a compliment and a half. It is. I'm a little afraid she tells it to everyone, but I don't think so. Like she said, she said normally she would try and like convince <laughs> people to let her dye their hair. But right. she was like, I can't even try and do that with you because you do a, like a good job on your own. You can't like, I don't, I, you don't need me to do it. Congratulations, anyway. Erica. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, my mom's a hairdresser. I know how to dye my own hair. Like I learned from hairdresser. So, yeah, I I didn't grow up with those skills. <laughs> I, I now I get a haircut like twice a year, and that <laughs> usually it's great because Whorehound is kind of the uh, like the temple of like, oh wow, it's really been a while. I should get a trim. I'll do it this week. Um, so it's good to have a marking post. But yeah, I I just get a trim because I tried bangs and that just didn't happen. Because then I had to like do stuff with them and yeah, that was to actually do your hair. Yeah, and I've I've dyed my hair in the past and then just forgot that it's dyed, so eventually the roots grow in and that just everything. No, well that's We're just a gonna good thing stick with what I got now. About this is that I don't really have to worry about my roots because I could just. I know how to dye my just my roots, so I could just right. dye my roots again, and it'll what just grow out. What you should do is the reverse, where the top is your natural color, and then it gets darker. This way, you don't even have to deal with your roots. It will but just grow into that. That actually looks like roots. <laughs> like I, you can well, look up pictures of rever- like. I'm um, sorry, Erica. My mother isn't a hairdresser, okay? But the, it would just look funny. It would look backwards. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Your hair is not even dyed. You don't have to worry about roots. No, because I can't dye it anymore because I ne- I never worry about roots and they happen. <sighs> so what other TV have you been watching? Um, had a month off, I oh, imagine. Duh, we had a month off. We had a hurricane. I had no power for a week. Yeah, that happens. So because of that, I'm very behind on all my television. Yeah, I can um, see that. I have not caught up on American Horror Story yet because obviously nothing DVR'd. And then yep. in the course of that, my dad forgot to pay the cable bill again, so I couldn't watch anything on demand. Um... So I'm not caught up on American Horror Story. Uh, the my DVR, I had different days. I was not affected by the hurricane in the least. Um, which also thank you too, because a lot of our listeners were very concerned for us. And thank yes, you. thank you all for checking up on us. Um, Erica had a harder time than I did. I got lucky, and I just I'm above where it just I'm in a hilly neighborhood, so nothing happened. Um, but you know, I had a couple days off from work and blah 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 blah. But I was also in the midst of changing cable. I'm now Time Warner. And for some reason, I recorded American Horror Story last week or two weeks ago, and it just recorded black space oh. for an hour, which, I mean, for all I know, that was the episode because I it's true. It could have been doing that. Um, but I do watch this week's was fun, was fun in a completely tacky way. I'm enjoying it. This is I still haven't watched season one, um, but I'm just finding this to be a fun, weird ride. And James Cromwell is I don't want to see Babe's dad doing those things. <laughs> Um, uh, but what yeah. else? I'm I'm current on well I'm current but without last night's episode on Sons. Okay, stuff happened last night. You'll see it. Okay. Okay. I'll watch it soon. Maybe I'll watch it when we finish recording because I don't think Mike's coming over. There you go. Um, the old Mindy Project. You've still been watching? Yep, I'm current on Mindy Project. I still fun. like it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's not changing my life. It's fun. The Halloween episode was super fun. I thought. I don't remember it as much. Where she was like, I'm Little Wayne on the Prairie. Oh, right. And then she wound up being Diane from Cheers. Yes, yes. And he was in Nigo Montoya because he Facebook stalked her. It was cute. I liked it. Yeah, I don't like him. I'm ready for her to break up with him. But did you watch this week's? I did, yes. When he put on her jeans. That was so good. 
Um, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, I missed this week's um, Parks and Rec and The Office. I'll catch up on those. Oh, uh, but The Walking Dead. Would you watch The Walking Dead or no? I do, yeah. Okay. Um, great stuff's happening on The Walking Dead. I don't um, want to give anything away, but let's just say it's solving problems. Well, that problem got uh-huh. solved, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I saw everyone post and we were like, oh, blah, 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 Walking Dead made me cry, da, da. And I was like, ah, whatever. I was like, I hate this show. It's not going to make me cry. And then I totally teared up and I was pissed. Oh, see, I wouldn't tear up about that character. If it was another character, I might have. But Walking Dead has not made me cry yet. And I cry really easily at TV. I mean, not over the character, but just... um. Yeah, the, the sentiment. The reaction. Fine. Sure. The fact that that other character had to do that. Yeah, fine. Even though fine. I don't think any of our listeners watch The Walking Dead. Maybe Wayne does. Not. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't even know if I could ever recommend it. Cause it's no. But it's getting better. I'll give it that much. It's getting better. I hate watching um, Yeah, that's pretty much all the TV I've got. Um, Anything on you or should we just talk Lee? Yeah, we could, I think we could just go to Glee. I don't think I... Do I watch anything else? Well, Project Runway, but... Well. Yeah, I'm very happy that the person I hated more than anything uh, is gone. Yes. Don't name yourself after a fabric and speak about yourself in the third person occasionally. That was so confusing. I told you that. I kept thinking it was someone else talking about him, and then it was him. And it was, was like, it's that Seinfeld episode. Remember the Seinfeld episode where Jimmy likes Elaine? Jimmy wants to ask Elaine out. Yeah, because that's what happens when you speak about yourself in the third person. It's just stupid. And Swade wasn't talented and he wasn't talented on his season and he's still not talented and he's still talking about himself in the third person. He was one of those people on Project Runway that pissed me off. And the same thing happened a couple seasons later with like Blaine. Um, I want to say the, the little weird frog man who was blonde where you could tell they put him on the show because he seemed to be a character because he was wacky and oh my God, girl, talked in sound bites. Um, but he wasn't talented or funny. He just seemed to be a character, and it really bothered me, so I'm glad he's gone. I don't know who this Blaine person is. Oh, he made the diaper look a while back. I forget which season he was on. He was young. He might have even been... Was he on the same season as Christian? Who I thought the same thing about, but at least Christian was talented, so it was fine. Oh, I love Christian. I hated him on on the show, but I can say, well, you know, if whatever, because he actually can design clothes. Do you know what he's doing now? Well, I know he did Shoes for Payless. He still is. Oh, is he doing Shoes for Payless? Yep, still, yeah. Well, good on him. All right, so moving on? Yep. Sleep? Okay, uh, what was this episode called? Uh, the Something. role you were born to play. Okay. Uh, written by um, Michael Hitchcock, also primarily an actor, uh, who played the teacher of the blind choir. We've seen him before on the show. Just choir. Yeah, same difference. Not so much. They're blind in their ears. They are. They are. Directed by Brad Felchuk. And the episode, this is what happened. The grease is the word as Artie ropes a still mopey Finn into co-directing McKinley's school musical with added help from the apparently loaded with three-time Mercedes and Mike Chang. The latter almost causes Tina to boycott, boycott Rydell High, but then the writers remember that doing so means Tina needs an actual story, so that idea is abandoned for more important casting, like the dueling Sandys of Marley Rose and Kitty and the void of Danny Zuko, which can't be filled by a lovesick Blaine and is instead battled over by Puck's brother and newcomer writer, a football star who's gotten a 
good attitude and really bad grades. Also of controversy is Unique's desire to play Rizzo, much to the ire of Sue because plot demands this makes her angry. Lastly, our still-engaged teacher couple experiences more hiccups as Emma finally stands up to say she will not go to Washington with Will. Kurt and Rachel were nowhere to be found. Finn used the R-word like a clown. I still kind of hope Unique drowns. And that's what you missed on... Clee! Clee! So this episode. Oh, this episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I will say it bothered... The first time I watched it, I there was so much I didn't like about it. Um, and a uh, confession, uh, my DVR, as I've said, has been funky in the we're we're in the um, the early stages of our relationship, and we're you know going through some rough patches. And my like cable froze. I was watching something else, but Lee was recording. My cable froze. I had to like turn the power off, and then as a result, I lost like the last five minutes. Um, and I didn't really care. <laughs> I know I missed some of the casting and whatever happened, the resolution of Will and Emma. So why yeah. don't we start there to get that over with? Um, so, yeah, basically Emma says, you know, I don't want to go with you. And they're like, okay, we'll we'll visit every other weekend. We'll swap who visits. And that was basically it, which should have just been done from the beginning. It was a stupid storyline and it shouldn't have existed. Yeah, that's really not that difficult. As adults, as a couple who you know, is going to maybe or planning on getting married and they've been through a lot. Um, being separated for like three months should not be that big a problem. Yeah. It's not really a big deal. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's Leslie sucks, open but... Ben. They manage. Yeah. And they're further away. Mm-hmm. So in Ohio and Washington. that was annoying. Uh, it was good to see Shannon beast again, but, but again, the conversation they were having with her should have been had with like a couple's counselor, not with the gym teacher. Like it was yeah. silly. Yeah, of course. It was just silly. All right. Why don't we go to... Oh, I don't even know. Um, well, Mike and Mercedes came back. Yeah. Why are they right. like, doing stuff in life? Here's my thing. This episode could have been written so much better so that it made sense. In every storyline. Yes. yes. And these storylines connected. All you had to do was put the Artie and Finn stuff before the Blaine hopelessly devoted part. Have... Artie bring back uh, Chang uh, and Puck, right? So they're guys. And then have the guys have a sleepover so that Blaine can walk outside and sing Hopelessly Devoted to You. Oh, that would have been so cute. How difficult is that? That basically wrote itself Mm -hmm. and they couldn't succeed with that. And you gave Mark Salings a a check for doing that. Yes, because Mercedes makes no sense here. No. Why no. would he call Mercedes? That doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, it doesn't make sense because she's in fucking California going to UCLA and, you know, working and a recording contract in a bass background singer. Like, it's not cheap to fly from California to Ohio when you're 18 and don't have disposable income. Exactly. Yeah. It was just... makes no sense. And now I remember, like, when I was in high school, there was... um. The girl who choreographed one of our musicals was a college student and she had graduated and, you know, um, was an alumni. And she came back for the musical because it was like around spring break. So she could spend. So she was here Mm -hmm. and like she was getting paid for it. Right. What like isn't Mike like in a dance academy school? Yeah. In Chicago or something. It's not like, oh, I'm a freshman. I can just take time off and go help out with my high school's musical. No. 
Well, I guess we're kind of... Like, if it was a week later, I'd be like, oh, they're on winter break. Mm-hmm. Because right. winter break starts, like, right. yeah. basically the first week of December. Right. And then you are home for a full month, essentially. Right. Which, yeah, would make perfect sense. Um, but that is not the case here. No, because Glee doesn't like to make sense. So it's just stupid. And Tina and Mike... Um, Oh, look, maybe they'll have a story, which, of course, we get, like, Tina all upset, which makes no sense, because from what we understand, Tina broke up with him. Right. Um, and then it's just, oh, whatever. I would not oh, whatever. We don't care about don't them. even get a scene together in the next, like, three weeks that Mike is still on the show. Just, you know, just a squandered opportunity, I guess. Yeah, well, that's what Glee is full of. That's true. So we got Blaine still upset um, and so upset that he can't play Danny Zuko. Right now, I'm like, so did they break up Kurt and Blaine just <laughs> for this? Like, just to get oh. stupid Blake on the show to play Danny? Is that what's going on? I don't know. It's possible. So we have. Uh, why don't we deal with the? Oh God. Okay. Um. All right, Finn. So. Oh God, I know. I hated Finn so much in this episode. And you From know the what? Very first scene where he's complaining about working in a tire shop, which a year ago he was really proud of and was excited to take over from Bert. And now it's like, I'm a loser. I'm working in a tire shop. Fuck you. People work in tire shops and they're perfectly fine. Yep. You're complaining about being an idiot and not having good grades in high school. Well, you know what? Running a tire shop is a really great thing to be able to do. Be yes. Count your lucky stars. Um, And he's just very like, puffy all of a sudden and his hair is like too short for his face and I just don't like looking at him yeah and he just keep how many I think three times this episode he talked about how he lost his girl yeah uh, yeah yeah no but you have a job okay in this economy that's something it is it really is <sighs> so that bothered me and then we have him you know so now this goes into the Sue Wade stuff which is even worse I think well you also you kind of missed um you missed the in the last four minutes. I I realized what you missed today. You missed oh, the okay. Will and Emma resolution, and you also missed that Will went to Finn and told him, you know, talked him into taking over the Glee Club for the three months while uh, Will is gone. Okay, okay, which is terrible, right? Because it just means for us, more Finn. Watch it. I mean, it makes sense from a you know story wise, but it just it's still frustrating that. The way, and I know, like, there's something Wayne always brings up is the way, like, Lee looks down on conservatives so much mm-hmm. and just car- makes them into caricatures. It's kind of the same as what they're doing with the idea of, like, blue collar work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's really insulting. Like, it's, it, I think it's kind of offensive. Um, so you have Finn, who then, you know, so Sue basically decides, because plot demands it, that wade being rizzo is terrible because he might be a cheerio and because he might get hurt right yeah is this ever actually explained with her motives i understand the show makes jokes about like oh i know i was the first one to stand up for you know for kurt and everything uh but this like you can't i understand the whole like joke of oh glee constantly calls itself out for a plot and character inconsistencies but, but within this scene, Sue calls herself out four times in different ways, and it still doesn't make sense. Right. I don't think it. I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was even meant to be a joke this time. I. I think they just didn't know what they were writing, because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and I mean, but, maybe I, I haven't read any of her feedback. I don't know if anybody clears it up, but it, correct me if I'm wrong. So Sue is complaining that Wade wants to play a female part. 
and her first argument is that it's a slippery slope and it's going to lead to men being Cheerios, I think. Right. And that, uh, which goes against what she said in the past as, as far as being LGBT friendly. But on the other side, she's, you know, he might get hurt because it's a small town in Ohio. Right. I, but what? I don't know. <sighs> I think ultimately it was, um, she was nervous that looked kind of like the Santana thing where she did, I guess she didn't want her to get hurt. I don't know. I, I don't even know. No. I couldn't it felt even. Like the entire story was set up so that it was a controversy because otherwise it shouldn't, it wouldn't have been. And so that you can have that uncomfortable moment where Finn uses the R word about Sue's baby. Ugh, that was terrible. Which, that was oh, like, stupid. Was there a resolution? Did I miss that? No, there was no resolution. No, no resolution. Okay, great. It was just dumb. It was just Finn being stupid. It didn't make Finn any sense. Out. Well, I mean, he's done that before. You know, he used the F word with Kurt. He puts his foot in his mouth and says, you know, words that he doesn't realize are offensive. But so what? I guess this is going to get resolved next week, maybe. I don't know. But it was just... I don't know. Unless it was just to like make Sue be on that much more of a vendetta against him. I don't know. Maybe it was dumb though. It was really yeah, dumb. That made me angry. Um, so, but this kind of ties into, Oh, right. The thing with Finn. All right. And then the last thing we've got plot wise, I guess is Marley and Kitty. And I don't care. Cause I, I can't remember his name. Because it's the worst name ever. Because someone apparently saw the the Rapunzel movie Tangled and went, oh, Flynn Ryder. I like that name. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about Ryder because I have a theory about this. I was talking about Puck's brother. Oh, Jake. Oh, God, who was it? Some some brilliant person on our our Facebook page dubbed him Tupac. Yes, I saw. (laughs) Which is what I want to call him now. But yeah, I just, as a result, I blanked out on his name and I can't remember it. Um, So I've named him. I don't care. No, Ryder. Okay, here's the thing. Wait, let me finish my theory about his name. Because the name of the character in Tangled is Flynn Ryder, and his name is Ryder Lynn. So all they did was flip it and change a letter. <laughs> and it was the, it's the worst name ever, and it's I hate terrible. it. It's, just, it's another name that seems like a trendy name to name a character on a TV show. Yeah. However, I will take all of this back because by naming a character Ryder and you're doing Grease, do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see what Glee has the opportunity to do? No. If they don't, if they blow this, I don't know. I really think I'm going to never watch Glee again. I'll still do the podcast, but I won't be watching Glee. <laughs> Erica. Yes. You, you could have a character. I'm getting really excited. It's hard to put, to, to say now. You could have a character saying, cool rider from Grease 2. Oh. <laughs> you can. O-O-L. You can do it because you, it's sitting there. It is, ah. But do you really think they're going to take advantage of it? I don't know. Why would you name a character Ryder? Otherwise, Erica, why? Because they just think it's a trendy name. Oh, it would be so great if they did. Um, and again, if they do, I'll take back everything bad I've ever said about Glee. If they do that. If, if this, I mean, my cards are on the table. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but so we get, and so, I don't know. So Kitty, so now that he's a new character, he's a nice guy. Marley instantly is like, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah. ha. Um, Finn decides he's the new Finn and talks him into auditioning, which then makes Tupac jealous, which then makes Kitty want to audition too. And that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how, I can't remember. Where did you stand on, um, Blake on the Glee project? 
Um, I was kind of ambivalent. I didn't hate him. He's the only one who could act. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like he wasn't the worst choice. I yeah. just really like uh, Math Geek. What's his face? Oh yeah, Math Geek boy. Matt, maybe. Uh, Mike. Mike, I think. And one of those two. Uh, see, my thing, yeah, my thing about him on the project was was similar. I thought, okay, well, if he gets cast, it won't be a bad thing because I think he can actually act. But my issue was, I feel like they could have gotten him through an actual audition. Why have the Glee Project and set it up as this like character based audition show when you're just going to end up picking the best actor? But whatever. Right. Um, but I will say though, instantly, I did like him here. I think he's fine on camera. I think he's likable. I didn't have a problem with him. I know I didn't mind him. I I think I think the whole him and Finn thing was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and this of the new uh, cast, I think he's you know quickly like okay, I can deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, I, oh, I have a major theory though about him. Okay. And again, I, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll bet you Tim, if you want to make a bet, I can make a bet. I don't know if you're a betting woman. Um, 10 bucks says the reason he keeps thinking he's so stupid and can do things, bet he ends up being dyslexic. Oh, completely. I can't even take that back. They that's totally had a dyslexic story on Glee. I'm sure it's come up in Ryan Murphy list of, you know, things that kids face that I can write a song about. Uh, I just watched the entire episode. I'm like, he's going to be dyslexic. I yeah. know it. Okay. Yep. Totally going to happen. I heard it here first, folks. Cool rider, dyslexic. <laughs> I can make a really bad joke where I, where I reverse the letters in cool rider, but I won't. I'm classy, <laughs> classy now. They play the piano in my apartment building. All right. You want to talk about the music? Let's talk about the music. Um, so the first song is Blaine doing Hopelessly Devoted to you. Ooh, hopelessly Devoted to you. You. Um, this was fine. I mean, yeah. they didn't do anything exciting with it. So. No, I love that it was Blaine singing it. I love that it was a girl song sung by a guy. And of course, Darren Chris was great. You know, yeah, his facial expressions is. were strong. Um, I I didn't really get the football field aspect. I I think just because they were trying to pull from Greece. Maybe. Although I do give them credit for that because they they basically have to speed up the song and you have to sing in double time in order to have the lip match the lips move match up oh, with yeah. the slow motion. So I give them okay. credit for pulling that off. Okay. Um, but um, other than but yeah, that, it, it was it just I guess it didn't work for me on that level just because it was like Kurt and Blaine have nothing to do with football. It would yeah. make more sense if they were I don't know if he was in the coffee shop or on stage or somewhere that had any connection to him rather than a football field, which had nothing to do with Curtin Blaine. Yep. But yeah, yeah. We move on to uh, Blow Me One Last Kiss. Did I get it right? Yeah, you did, actually. Uh, I don't know. Most most commonly sung lyric in the song. Um, sung by Pink. Or Bray and Awful. Yeah, I skipped this song. I wanted to skip it the first time, but I, I watched the whole thing the first time. I skipped it the second time, though. It grew on me. I think once they were actually on stage, it was okay. Um, I I hated it. As soon as it started, I was like, oh, fuck. Because you have my two of my least favorite characters singing together. Um, mm. Marley Rose does not know how to lip sing. No. She can't. She just does, She just needs to learn. And just when she was walking down the hallway singing, it, it had no... Her mouth was just chomping up and down. It did not. <laughs> it's like when you're a little kid or me and you make like a hand puppet and you're trying to make it talk and you're really just flapping it back and forth. Kind of what it felt like. Yep. Uh, and it just sounded auto-tuned. It 
I it, it did not do it for me. I agree. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Uh, moving on, Jukebox Hero. I, Which I liked it. See, I really, really like this song. Mm-hmm. And they made Finn sing it, and yeah. so which by Foreigner, by the way. But um, yep. I like a lot of Foreigner. I think, and I never realized how much I like. Foreigner's a great. Well, no, actually, Foreigner is a deceptively uh, karaoke band. Oh yeah, try it. Yeah, cold it's as the same ice. lyric. Oh, cold as ice, which is like oh. yeah, I can do this. But it's the same fucking lyrics over and over again. Everybody yeah. gets bored. No yeah, because it's it. such a good song, and then you're singing it, and you're like, oh man, what did I do? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Lesson learned, folks. Don't do it. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, the idea was fine, but you put Finn in it, and I was just like, no, exactly. don't do not do this to me. Uh, were you made uncomfortable by Blake holding, or Ryder, whatever, I'll call him Cool Ryder, by Cool Holder Ryder holding the microphone near his crotch, and, like, he was trying to make it look like a guitar, but it ended up looking like he was doing something phallic. It was weird. <laughs> I didn't even oh, notice. No. 9 p.m. show, kids. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's why we changed the time. Exactly. Um, what was next? Uh, Everybody Talks by the Neon Trees, sung by Jake and Kitty. It was Jake and Kitty's uh, audition. audition song. Um, I had never heard the song before. I say that, and then today I heard it on the radio. Yeah, you probably just never noticed it. Yeah, probably. Neon Trees um, also did the um, the Like an Animal song that, that Kurt tried to be sexy during. Oh, okay. Okay, with the it. warblers, I, I do like like every neon tree song I hear. I do like. I just haven't bothered to like mm-hmm. get yeah, an album. Yeah, the song itself was fun. Um, the, I mean, this one was actually more fun than I thought it would be, just because the dancing was really cute. Uh, I hate I hate both of them. Um, I don't, so that hurt it for me. I don't hate Jake as much as you do. I mm. hate Kitty. She's terrible. You know, I have to tell you, I didn't hate him until like tonight, where. I think it was also maybe I was just in a in not the right mood when I sat down to watch it because I sit down to watch it and I'm like all of a sudden all of these young characters were pissing me the fuck off <laughs> and they really I, I feel like I haven't been as hateful towards them as some other people have but just tonight I was like oh god there's a whole there's a love quadrangle now between four people who I couldn't care less about that well, was crazy I think it was also you probably hated more because there was no no reprieve of New York. Yeah. No, and that did hurt it for me. I it mean, this was, this was kind of an example of if Glee stuck with, if, if Glee split shows and had a spinoff that was New York-based and all was set in McKinley. That's what this was like. And it was, you know, for me, that wouldn't have been as appealing because Kurt and Rachel are just more interesting to me. I'd rather watch them. So, yeah, this, was de- this episode in particular definitely was not geared to my personal tastes. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the dancing was fun. I don't know if Kitty can sing or not, because I really, like, it just sounded like nothing to me, but I guess she can dance. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, next one, Handjive. This was the highlight of the episode for me. I would agree. I would Even agree. though it was these characters, mm-hmm. it paid so much homage to the movie that I immediately wanted to watch the movie afterwards. And that's what a good, like, tribute to something should do. Yeah, I it agree. Should- and it was... They did. They they made it because now I haven't seen Greece as many times as you, and I couldn't quite remember. But watching it, I'm like, okay, I know that that happens in the scene in Greece, and I know that does. But it was, you know, recontextualized, I guess, for the characters, and it, it actually really worked for me. Yeah, it was. 
it was a lot of fun and it, it took me it took me a couple of minutes to be like oh they're they're like doing moves from mm-hmm. the movie but once they did i was like oh i remember this I it. yeah yeah it had been years since i'd seen it but it was very i really enjoyed i enjoyed it a lot it made me happy to watch yeah yeah um and oh that was all the songs huh uh, yes, it was. Actually. Oh wow! Okay, so not many actually. Um, we didn't go through the casting of Greece, but um, so Sandy is Marley. Danny is Cool Rider. Um, Sam got to be Kanicki because that's because his, his real life experience. Yes, which I think is pretty great. <laughs> so and Sam then, is just an idiot now, right? He, his, he is just an idiot now. And then he did his Matthew McConaughey for some reason when he got cast. He did his <laughs> all right, all right. He did. I didn't even realize that's what he was doing, which makes sense to the character. Well, yeah, he's doing Matthew McConaughey in um, what should we call it? Uh, 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 Days and Confused. Days and Confused. Yeah. yeah, which is what? Oh my God! You know what? That's what we have to do on Saturday when I come to see your apartment and Jason and George are there. We have to watch Grind. Oh, <gasps> you're right. I'm gonna pull it out. Oh my God! We're it's done. Been way too long since I watched Grind, folks so, at home. If you don't know, because you probably don't know, because very few people know what Grind is. Grind is a little movie about skateboarders in high school, graduating high school, and their friend, who is essentially Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused, but isn't yes. Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. That's where I was getting. And they go on like a cross country trip to get to a skateboarding competition, and Randy Quaid plays a clown for no reason. It's a um, film. It's a wonderful film that's not wonderful, but really is for some reason um, with pizza and beer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address Brianne specifically. If you haven't seen it, Brianne, uh, Seth Cohen is in it. So that's all the reason he to watch it. it. As is Randy Quaid. And everybody who doesn't love Randy Quaid other than the U.S. law. Uh, so... Oh, so that's what I was saying, is that Sam was doing Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused, yeah. which yeah. was also done by that kid from Cabin Fever, oh, but in and, Grind. And, yeah. Okay, moving Check it up. Um, so we also have, so, so Jake um, is, uh, Pat- Patsy. Patsy. I don't remember who that is. He is one, one of the guys. Ow! Oh my God. Oh, cat attack, cat Holy attack. Shit. That hurt so much. Oh my Imagine God. Imagine if she was high on meth when she did it. Why did you do that to me? Oh <laughs> my God. I'm pretty sure I have giant scratches on my back. Oh, that hurt. But are they love scratch? Uh, they must be, but ow. Why'd you do that? <laughs> She's just sitting here now, looking at the computer like screen. Your cat look. Oh my god, that hurt so much. I was so unprepared. My hair is in a ponytail. It's dangerous when it's oh, like. Oh yeah, I had, no, mine is too. And I was leaning back, and Mookie was sitting on the futon behind me, and he keeps like, I keep realizing that he just has it in his hand and is chewing on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. She jumped up to try and get it though. All right, she moved over and she's sitting. Um, Patsy is the one who is with Frenchie. Okay, okay. Um, Joe was cast as the other, one of the other two friends. Duty, is he Duty? I think Duty. Which is the one who's with Jan. Jan? Okay. Um, Who got cast as Jan? Nobody? I don't think anyone. Oh, no. Jan was uh, Tina. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Frenchie is Sugar. Which uh, is a high note for me. That's the best casting Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. If they remade it, they need to cast her as Frenchie. Yeah, I would agree. Spot on. Uh, Blaine is Teen Angel. Brittany's Cha Cha. And. Kitty's Rizzo. Yeah. Oh, Kitty and Kitty is, is Patty Simcox. Right. right. Isn't we'll it the see. most? We'll see how that we'll goes. Least. You didn't. You, you didn't do your line. I haven't. I haven't watched Grease in years. I don't remember. But it's, it isn't it the most? 
Patty Simcox is like, isn't it the most? And then Riz was like, to say the least. Okay. Okay. You want to try it again? Isn't it the most? To say the least. There we go. Perfect. Yay. Hey, cool rider. Okay. High notes. Um, just Frenchie at cast as Mm -hmm. Sugar Mata. Um, the hand jive. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My, the only one I wrote down was, um, Blaine. Uh, the, I really liked him. I mean, I always like Blaine, but I like the balance because he's playing it earnestly of just being so heartbroken, but it comes off really funny, yeah. but it doesn't feel like he's trying too hard to push it there. I think it really is just, you know, I don't know, maybe teenage but I don't know. Like it's it, or I haven't gelled it. Or, you know, I haven't, I don't even gel it the weekends. weekends. Like it's, it's really funny, but he's not playing it funny and he's, and that's the right way to go. Oh, and I also like that um, Marley is so effing boring that Sue can't even come up with a nickname for her. <laughs> yeah. I know how you feel, Sue. <laughs> Were you on Hat Watch today, by the way? I think it was just the one. Okay. I think All it was right. just the one in the hallway. No, didn't she have it on the songs, too? But I think she started singing in the hallway, and then it transitioned into the into the performance. You are in dangerous thin ice when it comes to the hat watch. I know. I thought of it while I was watching and then I already started and I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, no excuses. Low notes. Um, everything. The use of the R word. Yep. That went nowhere. Um, Sue is a villain yet again. Mm-hmm. Kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could keep yeah. going at the episode. Um, I hated how much slow motion was in the first five minutes of the show. There was a lot. Because it, it wasn't just Blaine's song. It was also Mercedes and Mike got a slow motion walking. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't need it. Um, oh, the whole re- just the, the fact that Mercedes and Mike are there. Yeah. With no explanation of like, you know, as we said. We have um, off, nothing, no. Finn saying the word poop. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't want that. That entire that. line. That whole line ugh. is terrible. You, you just, ugh. You just... You don't try, it just comes out like a good poop. Oh, it was terrible oh. writing and it was terrible delivery it, of oh, terrible writing. It, it was awful. Yeah, it was just not good. Michael Hitchcock, you're very funny in Christopher Guest films, but you're not funny when you're writing Glee. No, it was awful. Um, oh, just Finn, everything he did, everything he said, um, insulting the tire shop and, you know, I don't know, having a good job in a blue collar industry. Um, him constantly saying, I've lost everything. And that now all of a sudden Artie is like, oh, I don't know if we can have a brunette Sandy or a, a black Rizzo. And yes, it came out funny because Kevin McHale can actually deliver dialogue. But it was like, well, you know, you were the one who wanted to do black and white Christmas special. And now all of a sudden Greece has to be conservative. And, you know, it, it just felt a little bit out of character for him. Yeah. Oh, I know another high note. It was the Julie Taymor comment, which we oh, discussed yeah, on the Facebook page because that yep. was funny. Yep, I agree. Um, but those are all my notes. Yeah. So overall, um, an episode that made me angry a lot. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, overly offensive. It just, it wasn't for me. As I've said, it was after the younger audience and it didn't work. And I am looking forward to going back to New York next week yes. or tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Um, so should we go into feedback? Yeah, sure. Alrighty. Uh, where do we start? Um, should I I'll read Beth's first? We'll, we'll end with Wayne, so I'll read first. 
I can't figure out where we are. Okay, you didn't star them. I'm very confused. Oh, I just did. That's why I apologize. I only just signed in. I was in my email before. So it's uh, November 9th, Brianne, Coconuts. And then, well, there's four. And then it's Wayne, the first one of oh. Wayne's, because Wayne has three, but he, he sent us a file. Um, and then Lisa and Beth. Okay. I have to so refresh. I'll read. Oh, there we go. Okay. Brianne, and then you read Beth, and then I'll read Lisa, and then you read Wayne. That's so good. Okay. Um, Brianne, right. Oh, why are you on my back again? Ow! <laughs> Mirner, you jerk. That one wasn't as bad, but it still hurt. She's going to play in a plastic bag now. See what a good mom I am? I'm letting her play in a plastic bag. You know, they'll, that's the only way they learn. It is. Uh, okay. Brianne, the subject of Brianne's is my high school experience. Brianne writes, Hello, everyone. Damn hiatus. It seems like a long time since we last did this podcast thing. I hope everyone enjoyed their time off. First, I'd like to say that Grease is one of my favorite movies of all time and the first show I saw on Broadway. My dad took me for my 13th birthday. I already knew I loved musicals at that point, but the Broadway experience brought this love even further. In second grade, I came home pretty much every day and asked to watch Sandy until Ariel came into my life the next year (laughs) in which I watched Little Mermaid every day. So this episode, and I'm sure the actual musical, will hold a special place for me. The episode opened with the best song of the night, Blaine singing Hopelessly Devoted to You. Besides loving Blaine, this song was something I listened to on repeat growing up, and I'd rewind that part of the movie, sing along again and again. I came to an epiphany during this moment, excuse me, I'm about to go on a rant, that I've always loved high school movies slash shows because I will always relate to the person pining away. I was not a huge loser in high school, but I wasn't the top of anything. Most people knew who I was in the context of my best friend or my sister. I was smart, but not smart enough. I sang, but not the best. I sang well, but not the best. I only fit in with friends. We referred to ourselves as the M-list because we were all just in the middle of the road and felt ignored. I wanted to like Frenchie, original and independent, but in reality, I wanted to be like Frenchie, original and independent, but in reality, I was Jan. Anyway, I was massively in love with one boy, Tim, from eighth grade, until, in a real stalker move, I went to the same college as him. (laughs) I kind of did the same thing by accident. Slightly by accident, but not really. Um, Well, I went to a different campus, though, so. Okay. But, like, I found out about the school through the guy that I had a crush on because he already went to the Rose Hill campus and I wanted to go in the city, so we swapped. Uh, now the cat is eating masking tape. Okay. Um, he was also a good friend of mine, and I still hold him in high regards. He was a sweet guy who also happened to love Greece. So Hopelessly Devoted to You was a song that always reminded me of him. Blaine's song really hit home. I felt like him in that scene. I'd look at pictures from school dances and parties of Tim all the time. I shamefully had journals and journals strictly about <laughs> Tim. I still have them somewhere, which would be great to would be a great <laughs> laugh to read. I would watch older other couples and wonder why it wasn't me. So I really connected to the song. I think ultimately I always wish to have the love stories I saw in high school movies like Grease. And because I never got that, I still watch high school movies and TV shows to relive that moment I never got. Enough about me. Back to the show. The episode had a lot of stretch moments for me. First of all, Artie begging Finn to direct the play with him. Is this the only way they could think of keeping Finn involved in the mm-hmm. action? Then, to offer Finn Mr. Shoe's job as glee director. I know why they try to cover themselves by saying the glee director doesn't need to be a certified teacher, but that's not believable. Maybe I should move to Lima, Ohio to get a teaching job. <laughs> They're just handing those out. Maybe my cat should. Yeah. Next, I was glad to see Mike Chang and Mercedes, but I doubt they would really have the opportunity to come back Mm -hmm. from college to direct a high school play unless they went to a local school, which we know they don't. Mm -hmm. Plus, putting a play together, especially in high school, takes much longer than a week, but I know it's TV. My highlights of the week. Blaine talking about Kurt, saying that he sent him a Gilmore Girls box set and it was returned unopened. Hopelessly devoted to you, as previously stated. 
excuse me, Sam wanted the role of Kanicki because he'd been hit by a car door too. Oh, Sam. Joe's ridiculous wig because he won't cut his dreads. I look like Erica Badu. I love Sue's rant in the bathroom. So much gold in in there. Tina Stomach Turner, she said she said something about kibasa and that Unique should have a fragrance called Nut Whiff. Finn talking to writer. I'm I just started singing and it felt good like a good poop. Ah, don't <laughs> sing it again. My family is very big on bathroom humor. I always <laughs> appreciate a good coop poop or fart comment my cousin and uncle were sending me pics of their armpits as buttholes with fake poop last week but i digress don't get me wrong i love a good fart joke but I, this wasn't i a good will one. never be i do you know how many animal movies i watch just for the fart jokes but this was cory monheath saying poop <laughs> continuing sue said lubrication of lightning instead of greased lightning yeah figgins not knowing unique wasn't a girl I thought it was smart of Finn to talk to Unique about being Rizzo before he posted the cast list. That was a very mature and smart thing to do. I'm glad he saw that it's important for Unique to be prepared what to be prepared for what this could bring up on her. I was glad with Will and Emma's resolution on their blue ribbon problem. They were honest and upfront with each other. I think that's a good relationship for young people to see how to handle things. Shoot, some adults need to see how to handle relationships. Marley was hatless in a few scenes. She has really <laughs> nice hair. Stop wearing hats. <laughs> songs okay i covered hopelessly devoted to you enough blow me one last kiss i like marley and unique as friends at first i thought it was an odd choice because they didn't hit the high notes in the chorus but then unique did the did in the second half of the song it was a fun audition jukebox hero welcome writer the song was okay i don't particularly like the song i did however like the stage arraignment with the girls dancing in the background like a real rock show everybody talks i really hate kitty quinn was a bitch at first too but there was something redeeming about her kitty is just terrible song sounded funny like they messed with the audio i think they were trying to make it sound like the original version but it didn't show their true voices and it was supposed to be an audition mm-hmm. hand jive it was fun and i love that it was like the actual scene in the play but also reflected the character's plot in real life i was happy to see sugar in the background because there hasn't been enough sugar this year mm-hmm. agreed yeah besides my other issues i had two things two other things to complain about i was sad to not see rachel and kurt I, did, I didn't miss New York, but I missed those two characters. However, I did enjoy the episode, so I do have faith that the show could have gone without them. But who knows? It was one episode. My other problem was Finn talking about Sue's retarded baby. Brienne has a big problem with that word. I knew this was yeah. going to... I knew she would oh, talk yeah. about it. No, but like more so than anyone else. Right. As, it's, yeah, very, yeah. it's a very serious issue to Brienne. Uh, which she'll tell you right now. Retarded is one of my least favorite words. For him to bring that up in an ar- in an argument that had nothing to to do with what they were ta- with what they were arguing about, well, it made my blood boil. And I hope Sue retaliates big time. Erica's boyfriend will tell you how angry I get about that word. People <laughs> use it as a put down, and it irritates me to no end. It's the special education teacher in me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I look forward to Greece next week. Until then, Brienne. Thank you very much, Brian. Yes, thank you. Um, I knew that was going to be that was going to be something she could talk about because I was like, oh, whenever I hear that word now, I think of Brian because she is a special needs teacher, mm-hmm, a special yeah. education teacher, and I know it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. To say to her, and I mean, it, it is a terrible thing to say, and I don't is, quite get what the show was doing with it because they didn't acknowledge it, and they have in the past. Like, I mean, Becky used to do PSAs on that word. And the show, maybe it's credit to uh, where we are at in society today that the show didn't have to say anything. That as soon as it was said, it was like, holy shit, I can't believe he said that. But why did he say that? It, ugh, it just felt ugly and ugh, not, ugh, you know. You know. 
I know. All right. So I'm reading Beth. Uh, yes. Okay. That's right. Hi, Emily and Erica. Mm-hmm. Going into episode five of Glee, the role you were born to play after a five-week hiatus. I expect the usual drop storylines. You know, the non-payoffs of emotional gut-wrenching. Just rip out my arm, throw it on the ground, and stomp on it for a while storyline. Please, please famous doing. And completely forgetting to resolve them until weeks, months, years later, and in some cases, never. Well, at least to the satisfaction of fandom. So I was a bit surprised by this week's episode. Five couples may or not have broken up last time. Surely we wouldn't want to go back and acknowledge this for weeks, if ever. The episode ended up at least acknowledging four of the five couples and even picked up on two more couples. More about that later. Kind of planned rants, and now I'm not sure what to complain about. Actually, to be obviously things. Actually, to be fair, I don't complain about Glee. I know I should. I should be more outraged by stupid remarks made by characters or lack of affection between my chosen ship. I should complain about certain characters getting too much screen time while others get little or none. I should spend every episode emphatically proclaiming I'm so done with the show. I want to leave because it's entertaining. I like any other TV show in the history, history of my life. It has actually inspired me to get my lazy ass and do things. Beth says things that we all agree with about Finn working in the tire shop and why that's honorable work. Uh, why does this show keep insisting Finn needs to be special? Finn could be happy just being the guy at the tire shop. Anyway, Artie wants him to come co-direct Lee, which has an assistant director. I can tell you will never work in real life because Finn knows he is not a director and Artie doesn't know it yet. Actually, if Artie came to me after I started directing and I took him under my wing, I would end up killing him. Yes, I would do the dastardly deed during my Phantom of the Opera and would have Artie play the stagehand who swings from the rafters until his wee body stunk too much to go on anymore. To be fair, I love Artie and channeled his inner bossiness when I ran my first solo rehearsal. I am such a Rachel making it all about me. Then we cut to another list, the sign-up sheet for Grease Auditions. We all know I love me some lists, so I had to pause the screen, write down the names, and look them up. So who's who? The two names I could find this time are Karen Marcus, the set decorations buyer for Glee, and Joe Pasella, a film loader for Glee. I digress. Back to Blam. Oh, no, not yet. I wish my French teacher was better, because there's a big poster in French for the French club, which which ends with, if you can read this stuff, please join French club. <laughs> That's funny. There's an article about Planet's old surface. I'd love to read that. If Blaine would move his non-gelled weakened, weakened head, I could really I could read the handwritten note with a phone number. Oh well, I need to move on. Sam and Blaine. I really want Blaine to have some friends, and I like seeing Sam as his best bud. Blaine starts going on about lighthouses and box Gilmer girl sets, and then it clicked. Blaine had dreams of starting a lighthouse colony for artists with Kurt after they retired. Now, does anyone think that Blaine would be happy waiting around 30 to 40 years for Kurt to retire so Blaine could have his chance to help people make art? No, Blaine couldn't wait that long. He had he had so go out and hook up with the first guy to poke him with a lighthouse as his avatar, aviator. Uh, the famous Eli C, or Lice as I like to call him. Here's a little alternative universe for you cleaners. The reason for the Gilmore Girls box set was returned was due to the Superstorm Sandy. <gasps> Ooh, that's good. Seems it all boils down to bad timing. Blaine sent his package out with a delivery confirmation, and the mailman had to leave a note for Kurt to go pick it up from the post office. And well, between Kurt's schedule and Sandy, too much time passed, and the package was returned to Blaine. God bless my optimistic little Clayne heart. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sam assures Blaine he will get through it. After all, Sam has dated and broken up with Quinn, Santana, and Mercedes over the past two seasons. Then we get to watch Blaine do what Blaine does best, sing a girl's song and make you forget it was ever a girl's song to begin with. A couple of things. Blaine and his current scrapbook. I love that scrapbook, and I love the props person who sat down and made it even more. I want that job. 
I do great scrapbook pages. On the New York page, there's a little bicycle element. Now we know why Rachel and Kurt were riding their bicycles around their, their chic non-Manhattan loft. Someone from the props department had gone to Michael's. I hope they use their 40% off coupons. I need to get those for frames. And bought a little bicycle sticker for the scrapbook. See, all will make sense for Glee if you let it. The scene where Blaine walks between flying football players, I immediately flash back to Across the Universe, where Prudence sang about unrequited love with another girl. I thought I was so clever to pick that up. Then during the rewatch my ten- with my 10-year-old, he pointed out to me, Oh, look, Mom, they're doing Across the Universe stuff, except it as a gay guy instead of a gay girl singing. Deflated my ego a little. <laughs> on to the actual audition, and Blaine is singing his little heart out. Artie has another heart on for Blaine, and Finn kind of looks clueless as usual. Artie wants to give the Rolls Royce away to Blaine, which would never happen in real life, as the parents of other students would complain. Blaine goes all emo, which I love. He crosses the line once or twice into over-the-top mode, which I find to be totally hilarious. But even better is Finn's look. He can't believe what he's hearing or seeing. Artie totally gets Blaine, though. I would love to explore Artie's hero worship of Blaine more in depth. Probably won't happen on the show, There is, but there is always fanfic. Blaine is such a trooper. He knows he can't play Danny. After all, he must have done in his heart. He was only he was the only one suited for the role. The only one of McKinley who could tackle such a complex role, and it was destroying him internally. He apologizes to Finn, not Artie. Love to explore that dynamic more. Anyway, the tradition of the show must go on. Blaine offers to take the Teen Angel role, to which everyone breathes a sigh of relief. Blaine will still go on, and then I half expected him to start singing again, and the end credits of the show to start. I was happy, and then I realized there were still 36 minutes left of the show. <laughs> Since Kurt and Rachel were trapped in New York City due to the hurricane, superstorm, bad weather, Sandy, they weren't able to fly out in a moment's notice and then talk Blaine into doing Danny. So the show had to go look at some of the other newbies to take all the key roles. Okay. Finn jumps up and leaves the auditorium. You can tell he just wants to get the hell out of there. Maybe he wants to go beat the shit out of Blaine. I could go for that, too. But no, he realizes he's not meant to direct. Well, don't. I could have told you that. Wait, oh, I already did. Artie tries to convince him otherwise. I half expected the what it means to be a man talk to come up, but instead we see Mercedes. Did all her did her singing contract fall through in LA? And Mike, isn't he supposed to be in dance school? Come walking down McKinley Halls without visitor passes or anything. But I won't question these things, because this is the Gleeverse and not of this earth. So instead I will rejoice at the return of some of the graduates and hope Mercedes doesn't get too many lines. Oh, happy days are here again. Cut to Wemma and Keppel's counseling. See, I knew they didn't break up. And there is Coach Beast, and she says pumpkin and all is well in the world. Emma, don't you dare cave into Will. Don't, don't. Screaming at the monitor TV screen does not change anything. So, so she caves in, just like a 1950s house. Now, for some fun stuff. This is the kind of stuff I live for. The little side moments that make Glee, well, Glee for me. We find out that Sam has been knocked out for a car, by a car door and hopes to recreate the moment on stage. Joe won't cut his dreads and we see them pile on his head in a ridiculous do. He claims to look like Erica Badu. I have no idea who or what Erica Badu is. Oh. So I have to stop and go look it up. Turns out she is a singer-actress and her sensible mama named her Erica, spelled E-R-I-C-A. Not the stupidly spelled E-R-Y-K-A-H, which is uh, how we all know she can never be found on one of those cute little license plates they sell for bicycles. And then they have to go and ruin, fo- fo- go and ruin in by going and focusing it all back on Finn. Arg. Finn mans up and goes looking for another Finn. Oh, heaven help us. Does he go to the showers? No, stupid Finn. That's where I would go. Instead, he goes to see Coach Beast to see if he, I mean she, has any suggestions. Well, she points out the new guy goofing off in the end zone. For a brief moment, I hope Charlie from the Great Project would turn up. But it's Blake. <laughs> now I like Blake a lot. And here's the butt. I had just spent the last couple of hours trying not to kill some little boys who were acting up during rehearsal. They were doing the same shit Blake was doing. Dancing around, goofing off, acting all cute, not doing what they were supposed to be doing. And guess who was doing the same thing on the football field? Blake. Well, he was just, oh, he's got ADD. That's what it's going to be. 
Nope, I'm going to defend him for a second. Okay. He had just caught a pass in the end zone yep. during practice, so he was doing a touchdown dance. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be the, the fallback. It's either dyslexia or ADD. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, without, without question. Needless to say, it did not endear me to him. I wanted Beast to go over and kick his ass for me. Much to my disappointment, she didn't. Sigh. Well, I figure the real truth as to why Beast sent Finn over to Blake. She wanted to unload her current problem child and someone else. First, she butters Finn up, like everyone else, by telling him how special he is. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. How many people out there have gone back to their high school after failing at something and had all these different people tell them how special and unique they are? Nobody tells Finn to cut the crap and quit the pity party. Now they all feed him more pity. Yikes. Anyway, back to Blake. Yeah, let's take short attention span newbie Blake and put him on stage. There's a match made in heaven. If Artie hasn't lost it before, he certainly will soon. Well, there is still hope of a shower scene, and we are in the bathroom, but it is a girl's room. Damn, everyone has their clothes on, and I don't swing that way, and so it doesn't matter. It's way to Marley. At least Sue is there. See, I love Sue. She starts using Marley's makeup, and Marley is horrified. Love the reaction shots. Sue goes on a tirade about gender-confused, hormone-driven shows about preteens scared of their own genitals, which sounds a bit like Kurt on Glee during season two, but surely the show wouldn't make fun of itself like that, would it? The songs Pink Blow Me One Last Kiss. I like it. I think Marley and Unique sound good together. No criticisms for me. Not a top ten, but a nicely done filler song. Finn goes to Ryder. Not a shower scene, so I tune out and rewrite the scene in my head as I think I can do a better job. Sorry, Mr. Hitchcock. Oh, I'm sure you could, Beth. On to Artie giving Finn a chance to make some director-type decisions and all of us who actually do theater are laughing our butts off as we know the props people and set builders make those decisions for us. We directors like to think we're in charge, but really we aren't. So Artie is giving Finn a lesson and what he can't do concerning decision-making. Next song, Jukebox Hero. Not bad. It's okay, but nothing special. Oh, my God. Did Finn just describe something as feeling awesome like a... Ah, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I don't know what scares me more, the fact that he said it or the fact that I can relate. Blah! Marley likes Ryder's end zone antics. Ryder likes Marley's mom. It's going to be a match made in heaven. And then along comes Kitty. She acknowledges her breakup with Jake in a real mature and creative manner. I hate to say this, but I rather like Kitty. Three nipples, and Jake looks down his shirt like he is checking himself to see if that is true. Cracked me up. Back over to the bulletin board. Still couldn't read that handwritten note, but love the absolutely no cell phone sign. Guess Blake and Kurt have never, never saw that one or anyone else at the school for that matter. Under it is a no fat cheerleader sign. Can't make out any more signatures on the Grease Auditions list. Onto my favorite song of the episode, Neon Trees, Everybody Talks. Never heard it before, but I liked it immediately upon hearing it cold. Some songs have to grow on me, not this one. I felt Kitty and Jake were really good, and I was entertained. Nicely done. That's all I can ever ask from Glee. Back to the choir room. Mercedes opens her mouth that reminds me why I wrote her out of fanfic. Angie and I were writing. I don't dislike Mercedes when she is singing. It's the rest of her screen time that I can't stand. Figgins thinks Unique is nothing more than attractive books of young woman. And this is why I love you, Figgins. So what is Sue's problem with Unique playing with it? The best I can guess is that Unique is either totally outside of Sue's comfort zone or she simply does not want to deal with the backlash. Of course, being a new mom can take some of the desire of fight out of you. On the other hand, Finn's referral to baby Robin as a retarded baby was out of line and yet very Finn-like. It does clear up the question if the baby is in fact physically health, uh, healthy, Not guess not. Honestly, as a mom, I would have slapped Finn for such a comment. I thought Sue showed considerable restraint. Finn, when angry, resorts to using questionable language to fight back. I should, I would worry for the day Wade pisses him off. Would the show go there? Good question. In the real world, an ethnic slur from Finn sometimes would be highly likely. A tight moment. No resolution as to why my Tita broke up. Maybe they will address it someday. In our fanfic, I wrote a breakup months ago. It seemed like a natural thing to do. And I can't remember why I did. Maybe Mike and Tina can't remember either. Then again, half the time the writers don't remember Tina even exists. One day, Tina's fuse is going to burn all the way down, and it's going to be really, really, really bad. I can't wait. But see, it kind of did last season, and it actually wasn't that exciting. Yeah. 
On to hand jive. First off, hi, Brad. I love Brad. Mercedes calling Kitty on her attitude. I had to fight back the tears as I was laughing so hard. Talk about the pot calling the kettle. Well, you get what I mean. I enjoyed the, recre- the recreation of a hand jive dance from the movie. And I do think Kitty was great. Sorry, Molly. Kitty should be Sandy. Kitty, honey, you didn't get the part because you have pissed off way too many people. They are going to do you what they did to Kurt last year and give you the crap part. While I would have cast you as Sandy on talent alone, if you had started up the attitude with me, I would have ripped your toned little arm off and beaten you over the head and shoulders with it until either I felt better about you or you bled to death. I can't. I can be rather hard. Unique's crying. Well, well, someone is taking acting lessons. Keep working at it. At least you can squeeze out tears something Blaine has yet to do. Darren, I love you. You know I do, dude. But you gotta let those tears out when you were crying. Just say. I never thought about that. But yeah, he's like, maybe he just has like an eye problem where he doesn't make water. Dry red eyes. Yeah. Clear eyes. <laughs> love the montage of the cast for Grease Angie wondered if Britney was doing a red rum gesture from The Shining I think she was just pleased I'll leave that one up for personal interpretation almost everyone seemed pleased with their role except Lane who looked a little put out I could see him, his mind going well if I have to and I love 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 Kitty's response to getting Patty some cocks Back at Will's downsized apartment, Emma is wearing a 1950s apron, trying to be a good 1950s housewife. But now that she gave some ovaries and informed Will that she is not going to D.C. with him. Good for you, Emma. They compromise with visits, as it should be. Will makes Finn the leader of New Directions. Gee, I never saw that one coming. So now, is this a good time to look at relationships? Did the writers remember who broke up last episode? Almost. Kitty remembered breaking up with Jake, at least according to her. Check. Finn talks about losing Rachel. Check. Like five times. Uh, Will and Emma didn't break up, but now they are going to be separated for three months. Check. Blaine pined away for Kurt. Check bonus points for the song. Tina and Mike had a nice little hallway fight, and they weren't even in the breakup episode. Check. Sam acknowledged breaking up and getting over it with over it with Blaine, although he didn't talk to Mercedes. But then again, I wouldn't talk to her either at, or write her additional dialogue. I know you can all feel Mercedes hate. I don't hate her. I just don't like her. Sort of like a sort of a check as they weren't in the breakup episode either. Brittany and Santana. Oh oh, epic fail. No mention of that whatsoever. The 10 seconds we saw Brittany this week suggests that her little goldfish brain forgot the breakup about seven seconds after it happened. My first reaction to watching the role you were born to play was I didn't like it. I also realized I was tired and cranky. I gave the show a second chance two days later and enjoyed it immensely. Amazing what being well-rested will do for your attitude. I don't mind the newbies nearly as much as I thought. I thought I would, and I am letting Kitty grow on me. She amuses me. I did miss Kurt and Rachel, and I just told myself the storm kept them away. After all, I read somewhere on that set of 666 Park Place where they damage, were damaged by the storm, a sign from above, and they shoot parts of 666 in New York City so I could easily pretend Kurt and Rachel were huddled up in their loft, hoping to escape the storm unscathed. Never mind, the whole episode was shot weeks ago in L.A., something I don't worry about, all the details. In closing, I'm looking forward to seeing Glee do Grease next episode, and I am very glad we don't have to wait a month to do so. Until next time, Beth. Thanks, Beth. Yeah, and they were probably fine because Brooklyn, that part of Brooklyn didn't get hit hard. Yeah, they were totally fine. Yeah, they were good. But no, that's why they weren't there, yes. Yeah, that was it, Beth. Uh-huh. So I bought new laser pointers for Mjörner because I found ones that have an on-off switch instead of having to hold that stupid button down. Yeah. And it, they came two to a pack. I mean, they were only $6. I can't really complain. But they, the one of the two does not work. Pain. That is a pain. It's annoying. The yeah. other one works fine. And they gave me, you get two extra sets of batteries. So, I mean, I suppose I'm fine with one, but I just feel kind of shafted that the yeah. second one doesn't work. Well, because you were shafted. It's $3 that work. you don't really have now. Yeah, it's true. I'm it's sorry. disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'd be angry. I would be angry. Joplin would be pissed. Yeah. Mjörner doesn't chase it. She just sits there and looks at it. <laughs> That's funny. 
Joplin gets crazy. And then what I do, because Mookie doesn't give a shit. Um, I think Mookie knows that it's late and that you can't, you know, like actually get it. Um, but so what I'll do is I'll have like Joplin run around and get her crazy. And then I'll have her like run circles around Mookie and then like <laughs> land on Mookie because I'll like do the laser pointer on his butt. So she's <laughs> up on it and then he starts hitting her and then they play. She is looking for it now that I turned it off. She's like, where'd it go? She's, She's like looking around where I had it and she just meowed at it at oh. nothing. But she she like she just hid and then jumped back out like it was going to be there when she came back out, actually. That was kind That's of good funny. reasoning for it. It is. She's a smart girl. She's yeah. not dumb. All right. Continuing with feedback. We almost uh, yeah. had like an hour long episode and then cats attacked <laughs> and got distracting. They, they do that. All right. Uh, Lisa says, this feedback's got groove. It's got meaning. Hello, ladies. I want to give helpful feedback. I really do. But as there is no New York scenes in this week's episode, my eyes are mostly glazed over with boredom the whole time. So I'll just give my grease-centered feedback and I will leave it at that. My full rant will inevitably come next week, but for now, let me just say it's a huge pet peeve of mine when Grease the Musical is interchanged with Grease the Movie. The stage show is not the movie, so Finn is needlessly worrying about making a car fly in the auditorium. Judging from the scenes for next week, they're just directly doing the movie. In the real world, I'm not sure how this would fly rights-wise. The stage show is very different from the movie, so to change it around to make it like the movie would involve changing large parts of the script. I'm always tickled to see high schools performing Grease since it's way more racy than the edited version most kids are used to watching on TV. Hmm. For the cast from the casting montage, they don't have a Marty or any oh, adult yeah. characters. Oh yeah, I like Marty. Marty's mm-hmm. actually my favorite. Um or any adult characters. Blaine as Teen Angel could be great, except they will totally go with the Frankie Avalon movie version of the character boring. That being said, I totally saw Frankie Avalon revive the role in a touring company of Greece in the nineties and I swooned just like Frenchie. <laughs> And missed all this ranting, I will say that little allusions to the movie are much appreciated when well done. The Born to Hand Drive number used the movie choreography in a delightful mm-hmm. way, even having Yelly, even Yelly, even having Artie yell out, break it up, break it up, like Blanche. <laughs> That's yeah. all for this week, hopelessly devoted for you, to you, Lisa, the bad seed of Rydale High. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Ba, ba, bum, ba. Now I just want to quote Grease. Now I just want glee to do cool rider cool rider a cool rider if he's cool enough he can burn me through him okay um so our last bit of feedback comes courtesy of wayne kotke the one the only the one and only whose titles is email so now i know what it's like to watch glee while on xanax (laughs) beans and cornbread do you want to be beans or cornbread i would like to be cornbread please i had a feeling i can take beans i love beans Hold on a second. I just thought of an ad slogan for Xanax. Let me test it out on you. Xanax do. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a pun. Xanadu. Oh, Xanadu. Ah, forget it. So, Glee. I just watched the role you were born to play, and I was fine with it. I am now fine with Glee being just fine. It was in no way particularly... It was in no particularly way good. It almost all took place in McKinley, so bummer. The clever dialogue sounds like clever dialogue. The characters seem like characters. The music numbers were slick, overly choreographed karaoke. Sue is back to being Susan 1 Sue for some reason. Will and Emma's issue is stupid and a waste of time. There's far too much gymnastics now. It seems like people were doing cartwheels and somersaults in every scene. You're right. And the words serious and it do not rhyme no matter how many times you repeat it. The original lyric was shit, but that doesn't rhyme with serious either. There was exactly one interesting moment in the show when Finn referred to Sue as having a retarded baby. That was the episode's one left turn, and they didn't deal with it. The problem remains that Glee thinks its viewers are stupid. 
The show's solution to every problem is to have characters explain why what's happening is in no uncertain terms, sometimes directly to the camera. Want to establish that Kitty is a bitch? Have someone say to her, you're kind of a bitch. Want to introduce a new, completely unnecessary character? Have Beast read a page of exposition about him. Everything in this episode was settled with aphorisms and speeches. That's how Glee works, and they're still too heavy-handed with the foreshadowing by a lot. That's all I have to say. There was no reason to have watched this episode, but I don't regret having done so. And with that, I bid you good day, ladies. Uh, P.S., um, so this is an MP3 file that you see. Please, please read Roger Ebert's review of the movie Grease. Um, he sent us an MP3 file of him reading the review aloud. Um, so, Erica, tack it on. I will certainly play it at the end of the show. Okay. Um, I, that was such a short email from him. I know. It's it's weird. It is. I was like, I was just like listening to you. And then I was like, because I, mean, I wasn't reading along. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, that's it? It's over? I mean, Wayne, Finn said a word I'm not going to say. It was awful and insulted blue collar America. And you had nothing to say about that? But maybe, maybe it's just, you know. Eh, he's. I think he's kind of let go of the hate of Glee that he had. Yeah. And is kind of seeing... Because here's what I think happened with... I know with, with Wayne and me, I think, is that season one Glee raised your expectations of this show to realize, wow, this is something really new and different. And it's a, it's. we always go back to election because it had that sense of humor where it was really um, adult, raunchy humor, but done in this kind of cleverly disguised high school way. And that's not what Glee is anymore. Now Glee is, oh, we can do Grease because we know we're going to, you know, our audience recognizes Glee because they're all 15 and we can sell a lot of iTunes singles. So let's do that. And it's, as a result, it's a far less interesting show. And I think if you get to the point where you can accept it, it's not as infuriating as it once was. When does Game of Thrones come back? Oh, God, I don't know. Well, here's actually it's funny because I pre-ordered the Blu-rays of season two mm-hmm. and um, I did that in July, which like was when the show was still on. Yeah. But you, I always pre-order if I'm going to pre-order like order something like that, I always pre-order because Amazon will almost always get you the best deal on it. Yeah. Because at some point the price is going to go down to like 30 bucks, which is what I paid for season one. And they will like cap it off there and that's what you'll pay for it. But as a result, like every month they send me an email saying like, hey, we know you ordered this and we just want to make sure that you remember that you ordered it because it's still a long ways away. And we don't know when it's coming. <laughs> um, so it's not coming on DVD anytime soon. So I know that much. If that helps. It, well, when it started like what? It was like June to July, right? Like May, June, July. So maybe I, don't know, I didn't watch it out of HBO. Oh, that's true. I'm waiting for the Blu-rays. Um. So, so maybe when Glee ends next year, we'll just turn into Game of Thrones cast. It might happen. I think it might happen. I don't know how much longer I can deal with this. I know. Or maybe they'll Glee will just be like, you know what? Yeah, we're just going to do a New York show. Maybe, but I doubt it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Because I, I don't think they can do another year of this split thing. It's going to get harder yeah. and harder to explain. And I think at some point this year, it's a make or break for the McKinley stuff, I think. Because there's no way, I mean, maybe younger audiences are going to start loving Kitty and her adventures in in Bitchdom. And if they do, then, you know, the show will just continue doing what it's doing somehow. But if they are as apathetic to it as we are... And, I mean, obviously, we, we're not the target audience. But, I mean, between us and our listeners, none of us are feeling that. Yeah. 
you know, people are tolerating it more, but I don't think any of us look forward to the Marley storylines. And I think, I mean, I just, I find it hard to believe that they will keep Marley around next year if reaction stays the way it is. Yeah. So everyone start watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, start reading the books because they're really good. It's almost time for me to read the fifth book. I'm excited. I finally finished the third. I started the fourth, but I can't get through through this stupid chapter by the prophet. Oh god, the fourth isn't it's that's the worst thing about the fourth book is that um a lot of the chapters you have no idea who they are. And it's just like Theon or Theon's sister. But like you're reading it and it just you can't tell because that because he stops naming the chapters for characters and said he gives them crazy names. And it's very annoying. Like you're probably reading I don't know which chapter that is. Well, it's like the it's like the first yeah. chapter. Okay. It's um it's the priest who is um in the it has to do with Theon. The king died. Yeah. Theon's father died, Balon yeah. Greyjoy, and he's that's who he's re- like related to. Mhm. He's like one of the brothers or trying to find a Yeah, it's heir. yeah. It grows on you, but before it's not easy. Mirna's finally jumping up the wall at the laser pointer now. Nice. Looking at her from behind, she gained some weight. She like she like said, she's a she didn't get bigger, but she like got a little rounder. Oh, nice. She's a funny cat. Anyway, yeah. Um, so um, so that's Glee. We'll be yeah, back. Yeah, we'll be back next week with stuff of a sort with Glee stuff. Yeah, with Glee stuff. Which, at least, that'll be fun. I don't know. I am looking for As much as this episode annoyed me, I'm kind of looking forward to next week just being Grease. I'll be yeah, fun. That'll yeah. be okay. But like I said, if they don't fucking do Cool Rider this year, I will be pissed. You're going to be pissed. I will. I. If they don't do it, then yes. If they... All right. So write to us at gleecast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Join Find our, us on Facebook. Yeah, join our Facebook page because it's a place for the best information and... Um, information yeah. and, and discussion um, and in case we don't talk to you by then because i'm guessing next week they must be off because next week yeah, is thanksgiving. thanksgiving so if depending on when we record if we don't get to record before then happy thanksgiving, happy thanksgiving. yes to our canadian listeners happy thanksgiving last month yes okay all right we'll talk to you all soon all right later people bye greece reviewed by roger ebert for the chicago sun times March 27, 1998. Greece, a 1970s celebration of nostalgia for the 1950s, is now being resurrected on its 20th anniversary as 1970s nostalgia. But no revival, however joyously promoted, can conceal the fact that this is just an average musical, pleasant and upbeat and plastic. The musical is being revived not because it is invaluable, but because it contains an invaluable cultural icon the singing, dancing performance of John Travolta. It is now clear that, slumps or not, comebacks or not, Travolta is an important and enduring movie star whose presence can redeem even a compromised Greece. This is not one of his great films. It lacks the electricity of Saturday Night Fever or the quirky genius of Pulp Fiction. But it has charm. If Travolta lacks the voltage of Elvis Presley, his obvious role model for this film, At least he's in the same ballpark, and Elvis didn't make such great movies either. The story, smoothed out and set in Southern California, involves a greaser named Danny Travolta, 
who has a sweet summertime romance with Sandy, an Australian girl. Olivia Newton-John, making her character Australian, was easier than coaching her American accent. When summer ends, they part forever, they think, only to find themselves at the same school, where Danny's tough guy image makes it hard for him to acknowledge the squeaky clean Sandy. The film recreates a 1950s that exists mostly in idyllic memory. For an alternative version, see Rebel Without a Cause. There are hot rods, malt shops, school dances, songs from the original Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey musical, and new songs written to fit the characters. It's fun, yes, but it doesn't lift off the screen. The only element that bears comparison with the musicals of the Golden Age is Travolta's performance. Although in the 1950s at MGM, he would have been best friend, not star. One problem I always have watching the movie is that all the students look too old. They're supposed to be 16 or 17, I guess, but they look in their late 20s and don't seem comfortable as teenagers. One of my favorite performances is by Stockard Channing as Rizzo, the tough girl who forges ahead heedlessly after the condom breaks. She's fun, but were there 16-year-old girls like that in the 1950s? Call me a dreamer, but I don't think so. The movie's worth seeing for nostalgia, or for a look at vintage Travolta, but its underlying problem is that it sees the material as silly camp. It neuters it. Romance and breaking up are matters of life and death for teenagers, and a crisis of self-esteem can be a crushing burden. Greece doesn't seem to remember that. Saturday Night Fever does.